Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 45 of Cephalon Squared. My name is Cephalon Greg. I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. How are you on episode 45? 45. Awesome. Crikey. Far out. Five more and we hit 50. Jeez. Indeed we do. I'm pretty wow. excited. And then two more after that, it'll be a one year anniversary. Oh, yeah. Indeed. We have some wow. plans. We have some plans, but... Uh, we do. We need to <laughs> figure out some other plans because it's got to be big. It's going to do gonna something be, special. It's got to be huge. Yeah. Bloody oath. Uh, anyways, I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, this is excellent. Yes, I, I had a pretty pretty good day. I went uh, chilled with some friends at the new um, iPlay that just opened up in town. When for those who do not know, it is a gaming arcade and bowling alley. So I had a fantastic day full of fun, fun and fun. Nice. I built my son a flat pack desk. Nice. That was less fun. <laughs> uh, I wish I was bowling. <laughs> uh, it was anyway, good. and, and how was the weather? Involved, so. <laughs> beer is good too. Yeah, beer is good. Anyways, the weather today in Ipswich at the good old time of 8pm on a Sunday evening. It is 17 degrees Celsius with a 77% humidity. Indeed. And 17 degrees Celsius is 63 degrees Fahrenheit thereabouts. Down here in Melbourne though, it's a chilly 13 degrees Celsius, which is 55 degrees Fahrenheit and 72 degrees percent I always say degrees, 72% humidity. <laughs> it's just a bit chilly. It's rainy. It's shitty. It's Melbourne. <laughs> Used to it. We're, we're almost in winter, so it's just going to be crappy weather for the next three months. Ah, weather, winter is the best weather. Weather, winter is the best. It would be if it was like an actual winter. Eh, yeah, I guess. You're talking from freaking hot, hot land where it's always hot. Down any, here in any, Melbourne, any, just, form of, any form of cold um, is welcome. <laughs> Miserable and rainy. It's I like okay the rain, if you're though. inside. Rain, rain is nice. Oh, yeah, like the, the, rain. the rain's great when you're not driving in it. <laughs> anyway, Grumpy Greg. Mm, Grumpy, Grumpy Greg's Greg. back. Grumpy Greg and cheerful Lucas. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Where, what uh, did you get up to in Warframe this week? Huh? 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 <laughs> well... Well, if I'm being entirely honest, and I usually am, um, not a lot. <laughs> yeah. So what you really, do then? Really not a lot. Uh, instead, I decided to check out Dauntless on PS4, since it uh, just dropped on um, Xbox PS4? and PS4 this week. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. I have uh, I've streamed a little bit of it as well as as, as you're aware, Greg. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, we had some big issues the first couple of days with uh, server um, and and matchmaking issues, and they were horrendous. <laughs> um, having to wait, you know, a good six to eight minutes to get into a uh, into a hunt that I could finish in like two or three minutes really didn't seem worth. Uh, worth waiting for but i did anyway and I've, I've made a lot of progress um 
So yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I've been doing this week. And we did a little bit on uh, stream last night. Um, it's mostly just fiddling around and arbitrations, yeah, arbitration attempts, um, convivals. Oh yeah, convival. Uh, and the exploiter. So there wasn't really much to do last night. Yeah, it was um, good though. It was Played good. With yeah. Tigan. Hat tip to yeah, Tigan. Good good Tigan. Um, but that, that's pretty much been my week. And I've been working on other things anyway. Yeah, it was mostly Secret my week things. as well. I did a stream on my lonesome because you were out on Friday. Um, yep. I can't quite remember what I did, but it was fun. It was a good night. Um, but it hasn't left any lasting impact. <laughs> I can't remember what I did. But yeah, oh, well, I was well, playing did, a bit didn't of you, Dormus. Uh, didn't mm. you uh, learn how to use Baruch? Ah, that's right. Yes. Uh, Wushi from the Discord was there, and she was encouraging me to branch out and try Baruch. So I did uh, try a little bit of Baruch, um, and I have learned that, yeah, Baruch is pretty pretty badass. One of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Not quite, but I can, I can understand why you do love him. He is, um, he is pretty good. Um, yeah, so I can, I can see that. Um, and of course I did play some Dauntless. You were one of the lucky ones that could just wait six minutes to get into a match or into a matchmaking. I just wasn't able to get any matchmaking at all, no matter how long I waited. So, well, not really, no matter how long I waited, I waited three days and now it works. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I've played a little bit and it's quite fun. I, I actually enjoy it more than Monster Hunter World. Uh, but you know, that's a personal preference. Um, I do encourage you to check it out. It's another free to play game. Uh, I was talking to, it may have even been Wooshy, um, or so, I can't remember who it was I was talking to, but they suggested that it might be, um, a sim, you know, the next Warframe, not necessarily, um, to replace Warframe, but it'll, it'll go down the same path of Warframe being a free to play game that grows and grows and gains, uh, popularity. So I hope I it hope does, because so. it's actually yeah. a pretty good game. Yeah, um, I, I'm a big fan of the Monster Hunter series, but to to be able to play um, something that is Monster Hunter esque we, uh, mm. without having to spend a dime, that is fantastic, and um, that that's already a, a key selling point for me. Um, exactly. And you know, the weapons, the, the combat feels smooth. Um, I love the designs of the monsters. I mean, some of them are a bit uh, a bit cheesed, but others they they. You know, from what I've what I've fought so far, and I've fought quite a large variety of the creatures. Um, there's a lot of thought that's gone into these these uh, creatures and in this game. So, yeah, definitely check it out. It's, yeah, it's worth and it. the mechanics themselves. Yeah. So keep an eye out for Behemoth Squared coming <laughs> to a podcast near you. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Uh, anyway, give us, give us more work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's we've we've got enough for the moment so moving right along into the news there isn't well there is news this week but really the news was mostly that there was a dev stream so we'll just knock out the first couple of bits and pieces did you want to start off lucas or i can start i guess uh first piece of news is uh, made the changes have been made to the way colors apply to editable items you may notice some of your fashion frame will look different after this is applied and this uh, came with the jovian concord update on pc so uh, consoles will have to wait for this Indeed. And I know, um, I think it was Raven in our Discord 
that stated that he noticed the colours in his ship, in his orbiter, changed after he updated to Jovian Concord. So it's not that the colours changed, but it's the way they apply that changes. So they actually uh, match what they're supposed to look like, I think, is, is the way it comes out. So it's probably a good thing, but just keep an eye on things. Mm. The second note, of course, Jovian Concord update hit PC. If you didn't know that, you've been sleeping under a rock, but now you do know that, so get out from under your rock and go download it. That's all. Yep, do that thing. Uh, next up, this one is a PC-friendly uh, announcement. Um, make sure you enable two-factor authentication on your PC account to score yourself a free ephemera. Uh, not sure how this ephemera will come to console players, but they do plan on doing something to uh, to let us have this at a later date. And it actually looks really pretty. So, yeah, make, make sure you, you enable that two-factor authentication. What do you get for free again? <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Don't pick on me. <laughs> it's too late. I did it. It's done. All right, so <laughs> the next one is... Uh, that random mod packs are gone, finally. So D's been talking about this for a, for a little while. Random mod packs were indeed very random, very useless. People were paying money to get, well, virtually nothing. Stuff that's farmable within the game. And because it was random, there were essentially loot packs and nobody wanted them there. So they're gone now. And they've been replaced by Essentials Packs, and these Essentials Packs are actually pretty damn good. We've talked in the past about where to get different mods from. In fact, we talked about it on last week's episode. And um, now, you don't necessarily need to do that. There's actually an Electrical Damage Mod Pack now that has all of the Electrical Mods, and a Toxin Mod Pack, and a blah blah blah. It's it's really freaking good. 75 Platinum per pack. If you want more detail... There is uh, an article on cephalonsquared.com called something along the lines of the Jovian Concord update brought a whole bunch of new mods, and that has a list of all of these different packs. So check it out. 75 plat per pack. It's not bad. It's reasonable, I think, in my opinion, at least. Good. Cool. Good. Good things are good. All right. So now we get into the meat and potatoes Oof. of this particular episode. You ready for meat and potatoes, Lucas? Oh, I, I, I'm a little full, actually. Okay. <laughs> Had a big lunch. Still. <laughs> and beer. Plenty of beer, so you're probably plenty, a little plenty, plenty bloated. Oh, just a little bit. Okay. But cheery. Well, Cheerful. Cheerful. <laughs> Indeed. Have you got red cheeks? Uh, they feel a little bit flustered, so yeah, possibly. Yeah, have you got another beer with you right now? So you got a, um, a drink <laughs> for the I journey. I don't. Uh, I, I've got. I'm being. I'm being um, responsible, and I got a bottle of water. <sighs> Fair enough. Someone's got to. Anyway, dev stream 128. This is probably the last dev stream before Tenocon. Wow. <laughs> they said it's 99% sure, and really, that's just it's going to be the last dev dev stream before Tenocon. So that leaves us with five weeks with no dev stream five weeks um five weeks but it also means that because you know usually they show off little bits and pieces so De- tenocon's going to be full of actually awesome stuff do, do you think this would actually this would probably make a good segue right now to just throw mm-hmm. in since there are five weeks um without a a dev stream uh, until tenocon um we, we, we're we looking to do a, a few more interviews with community guest stars. Uh, so oh, if there's yeah, anyone yeah. out there that is interested in getting a hold of us and you know, jumping on the, shoulder, uh, the, on the show and um, 
having their say and having a bit of a chat with us, um, let us know. Go go to our usual spots like uh, cephalonsquared.com and um, all of our uh, links to how you can talk to us are there and let us know. We'll get in, yeah. get in touch with you. So that could be yourself if you want to do um, to come onto the show, or it could be that you know um, a Warframe partner, and you might want us to to interview them. Either way, we're happy. We've got uh, plenty of slots available before the next uh, big episode, which will be Tenocon. So yeah, let us know. Good yeah. point, Lucas. Thank you. So I'll I will try. do this very quick one. <laughs> Um, and then I'll let I'll pass on to you for the the melee one, Lucas. So yep, okay. basically, when they started off the dev stream, they reviewed the original roadmap that they had laid out in January this year, ticked off all the things that have already de- been done, and looked at the things that haven't been done. The only thing they sort of mentioned is that the Plains of Daviri is now up in the air. It may still come out this year, but it may not. So keep that in mind. Uh, but everything else that they've mentioned there is probably going to come out this year and it also doesn't mean that there isn't other things that are going to come out later this year so you know there's going to be other night waves as well so there's still plenty of stuff plus there's the new war railjack etc um so what did they talk about lucas next all right well the first thing they they showed off was some new melee stuff in progress and uh this was actually kind of um, interesting, and uh, I believe Steve actually leaked a little bit of this kind of stuff earlier during the week on uh, Twitter. He did. Um, it is a new animation set uh, for finishes. It's kind of like how they did the um, the, the the heroic camera for um, exploiter. exploiter fight. Yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, so this will, the plan is for this to be the uh, used on the final enemy in the area uh, and if you choose to do this finisher you can get additional drops yeah so it's yeah just a, just a bit cool. of a yeah just a bit of a cinematic finisher yeah and then they briefly mentioned that the new combo system is coming so this new combo system is a directional combo that they were talking about so when you press different directions you do different combos different abilities or not abilities but you do different moves with your melee um and they suggested that this is expected to come alongside the wukong rework because that applies to part of his rework particularly with his exalted bow staff so Mm. that was interesting that they mentioned that they also kind of thought that it might be out before tenocon but then jeff said no so it's obviously not that (laughs) far away but it's not that close either so Hmm. yes interesting you're so next all right uh still no in uh, internal still still in internal discussions about the cora nerf uh for loot uh it may be rolled back or changed um sure yeah yeah so, so that was stuff in, that was in regards to cora's looting ability and from what we hear it's also basically it's that hydroid and the chessa kubro all of those no longer stack on top of Necros. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people got upset about that because why? It had been in the game for so long. Why change it obviously it now? wasn't a massive problem. Why change it now? Yeah. Um, and there was plenty of options. I mean, Korra was just another option. Maybe they were upset that um, people were just going Necros and Hydroid, but now by adding Korra, they gave people another option for what they could use. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, 
I hope I don't hope they roll it black back completely, but I hope they change it. It's it's nice to have a farming party. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um maybe maybe, you know, just just nerf it a little bit, not completely remove it. Yeah. They did it was it was too massive a nerf, I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, the um, next one. Next one. They showed off the Running Man Warframe. Da, 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 da. So he is most likely the next one to be coming along. Um, he has a red line mutation. Now, they didn't show off the mutation, but they mentioned it. Uh, he does have these sort of um, like engines, kind of, on the back of him that sort of pulsate. Well, I mean, they, um, did, they did show off the mutation. They just didn't show off how to access the mutation. Did they show off the mutation? I don't remember. Yeah, they, they they showed it off. What happened? All the uh, all the body parts kind of opened up. Yeah, I must have missed it. Poopy. Oh. I'll have well, to go back. You and might have, have a to look. go back and watch that. It actually looks pretty cool. I will have to have a look. Interesting. Sucks that I missed that, but that's life. Um, at first, they weren't going to show off any abilities, and the notes <laughs> I took here say there are no abilities as yet. I'm sure he has them, but they didn't show them off, apart from one speed ability, blah, blah, blah. But then they went and showed off his abilities. Um, <laughs> so they did start off by showing his one speed ability that can also be used in the air. So it basically just makes him go zoom. Kind of like Zephyr goes zoom. Yeah. But on the ground. On the ground. Um, I'm actually hoping it works the same. So the more duration, the quicker boost, which means mm. the further you travel. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. So, I mean, we didn't exactly see how it works. We did see that there's a red line meter on the side. So, like an uh, uh, an RPM meter yeah. uh, on the side. So, how that works will be interesting. It it also popped up with two or three names of his abilities. Uh, I think um, the Gotta Go Fast ability was called Mark Speed. And um, the other ability that popped up, we didn't see anything actually happen, was just called Red Line. Um, so, yeah... They've obviously got his abilities in place and they've got them working. So he's probably not terribly far away, but I think he's still got some work to do. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he looks good. Um, I, I am excited to see uh, what his kit uh, holds because I, I like the idea of having a, um, a Warframe that is purely based on nonstop movement. Uh, you know, I like the gameplay style of don't stop moving, got to keep moving, go, 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 go. Uh, and by the sounds of it, this 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 uh, running man may actually be exactly that. Yeah, but, you know, they don't want to step on Vault's toes because he sort of is that as well. Um, yeah, but so, so is Ash. Ash, realistically, with Ash, you don't want to be standing still. Yeah, but Vault, you have to move to uh, build up his discharge. Yeah. So it's it's like built into to him, uh, but yeah, you're right about Ash. Anyway, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, we we really don't quite understand what he is yet, uh, but yeah, he looks pretty cool, and we're we're having some internal chats, I suppose, uh, and we're kind of hoping that maybe that that RPM meter is how he uses his abilities. Yes, could be cool, like uh, Baruch. Yes, or yes. even as as I stated uh, on on stream last night, um, a kinetic um, kinetic energy translates into energy. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, well, next one. Next one is Wukong Deluxe. Ah, uh, finally. In my opinion, finally, Wukong actually has a decent skin. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> it looks fantastic. It has a tail, as Wukong does, and even has a beard. So, yay. Wukong Deluxe looks amazing. Yeah, it, it suits the namesake very, very well. So, finally, decent fashion frame for Wukong. Bloody oath. Because <laughs> the next bit's Wukong related, you may as well go on and do that as well. May as well do that too. Wukong rework! Yay! Lots of massive changes. I know in the notes here, Greg's got big, but no, that's that's a lie. It's massive. Massive changes. First off, his first ability uh, will be changed to Hair of the King, which allows him to create a clone. This clone was actually very interesting. Um, mm. The way they showed it working is that if you're using a melee weapon, the clone will use your primary uh, your primary gun. And if you're using a firearm, your clone will use your melee weapon. So it's the best of both worlds covered at all times, and it will actually swap when you swap. So that is fantastic. That's a cool idea. Um, Defy will no longer be invincibility. It instead will be a taunt and then a reflection of damage. So you will have a brief moment of um, invulnerability uh, and any damage stacked up will then be reflected upon the uh, the end of the, um, uh, the taunt phase. So that is awesome. No more invincible, endless Wukongs. And a lot of people I've seen online are upset about that because they think that's what made Wukong good. That was but the only I thing that disagree. made him good. I disagree. It was the only thing that made him good. And um, yeah, he di- he doesn't need it. Nobody needs to be completely invincible. And we really don't know how, how good this ability is either. It might turn out to be amazing. Yeah. Or it could turn out to be shit. In which case, mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, um, to go from invincibility to a completely shit ability is, is one thing, but it could end up being a good ability. Yeah, I mean, well, the premise alone is, is nice, so, mm. yeah. Especially uh, third for ability, a second. Yeah, especially for a second, yes. Um, going on to the third ability, Cloud Walker, it will still remain as your cloud form, but with an increased speed, and you also receive a damage buff on exit. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, the damage buff on exit is like four seconds of crit, one hundred percent crit or something, wasn't it? Uh, I cannot I remember, remember exactly what it was, head, but, but I was like, but wow, it was, that's it was ridiculous. Super. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's definitely something to be excited for. Um, duration builds will clearly be a, a, a thing for Wukong if that's the case. Mm. Um, so yeah, and finally, his fourth ability, Primal Fury, is still based on his Exalted Staff, but increased damage with a Baruch style meter um, to to uh, allow the activation of Primal Fury. Uh, how this will work, not entirely sure just yet. There's no there's no um, final uh, show of this just yet, but uh, we shall see. And I'm excited for it because the Baruch system is pretty damn good uh and the clone from the first ability will also receive these buffs maybe the baruch style meter is related to his taunt quite possibly because um you know the the monkey king uh wukong yeah yeah is a very cheeky little bugger yeah often taunted his enemies yeah so maybe they they want to encourage people to go around and be a little prick (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) And build up your meter. Who knows? Yeah. But either way, I'm excited to actually be able to use um, Wukong in a fun manner with a decent fashion frame. Bazakaza. He sounds pretty... (laughs) Yeah, he sounds... He sounds awesome, to be honest. Yeah. I'm looking forward to him. Okay, so another thing they showed off that also sounds awesome is a fourth new Warframe for 2019. So he looks much further away. Um, They've got a... uh, What do you call? Model. A mock-up, a model of him. Uh, But nothing more than that. He's a big beastie. They showed him with a big club-like melee weapon, which just looked nasty because it had all these bits and chunks and knobs and bits hanging off it. Nobs. I'm trying to remember what the name of the weapon actually is. It's 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 a legitimate uh, Japanese style weapon, and I just I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Oh, they had a name there, did they? Let's yeah. See. Anyway, they also Lucas said that he saw that underneath him it said uh, Oni Frame. I didn't see that, but that is very interesting. Um, they did call him a Kirby Frame because he eats things and keeps them in his belly and things happen when he eats his enemies. So that's quite interesting. I wonder what that means. I wonder what happens. I mean, maybe he gets buffs when he eats enemies. Um, maybe he absorbs a damage type or a shield type or who knows. Eat but... your heart out in Aros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they can eat together. Yeah, nom not nom brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited for uh, for Kirby Frame. Um, you know, looking at the model, he very much has a um, a similar appearance to the Cooper Guardians um, of the of the Grenier faction, and because he's fat. Not only that, but he also has a, he also has. Um, <laughs> Jeez, <Lucas>. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that's like the, it's like it's like the kettle calling the pot black, right? <laughs> 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 um, no, he he does have a very Grenier aesthetic to him as it is, uh, especially with his his um, his starting colors and and the, the patterns on his uh, on his model so far. So, mm. uh, for one, uh, the fact that he is a much bigger frame, um, I I'm already excited for that. You know, it makes it makes us bigger bigger people feel uh, feel a bit loved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting game some re- re- getting some representation in in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also so- <laughs> looked very Doom. I thought, yes, Doom or Dark Souls. He had a he had some different feelings to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, different video games. So I I'm very much excited for this, and if they add. That uh, that weapon type to the game as well. Again, the name escapes me. I will probably find at some point later on during the this this uh, this recording. But for now, that weapon type, if they introduce it into the game, hell's yes, <laughs> hell's yes, hell's to the yes. Yep, hell's to the yes. Fair enough. All right, what was the next uh, bit? Uh, oh, the next one was mine actually. Okay, go for it. <laughs> uh, more infested stuff is coming likely with series two of Nightwave. Woo! Yeah, that's um, that's sick. Bloody sick. Yeah, good stuff um, is good. And we kind of knew that, but now that they've con- confirmed that there's actually new weapons coming along that are in design, and you know, it just mm. makes me more and more excited. So, bring it. All right, now this is the uh, 
the exciting part and the part that none of us really expected. They showed off some concept. Well, they started by well, showing before, off some concept before you start. Before you start, what? What? for some what? people, for some people that don't want to hear this, spoiler alert. Yes, it's not a massive spoiler alert. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Still don't want to get shot. <laughs> they posted it on Twitter. They put it on their, their website. Still don't want to get shot. <laughs> they put it on Facebook. I don't know. There's no Still story don't spoilers. Does, doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, all right, fine. Spoiler warning. They showed off some concept art for the upcoming sentient tile set for the new War Quest line. Now, the concept art itself is mind-blowingly good. Whoever's done the artwork for that is just, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Clearly the sentience like red. And then they showed off the tile set in game. Oh. <laughs> I don't have any words for it except for the fact that I need this in my life immediately. <laughs> and I just had to keep watching that video over and over again because it's just a huge teaser. Again, yeah. no real spoilers are in there, unless you, you uh, call the actual scene, the, the environment, a spoiler. Because we don't even know where it is. No, no, realistically no. So it's, but it, wow. I mean, it could be a giant, it, it could be inside a, a sentient for all we know. Yeah, it could be. Um, it could be, so... Yeah, it. I'm still spinning out because I didn't expect them to show that. And yeah, yeah. but then they then <laughs> wow. they said the new war's not ready to ship yet, which we knew. Yeah, and, and and made us sad. Yeah, but I was saying this to Lucas last night on the stream. It makes me think that if they decided to show this off now, then either they're going to show something more at Tenocon, or they don't really plan on showing much of the new war at Tenocon and they're going to be focusing on Railjack and other stuff which is cooler so oh, yes. and that's why they thought they'd give us a bit of a teaser to um, to sate our appetites exactly for the next five weeks so mm. it's it's amazing I, I had to write a post for it so I immediately sat down and wrote an article and put it up on the website uh, so go look for that I think it's just something like D drops a um, sentient tile set or something I put it down as possible spoilers uh, go look for it because yeah even if you just want to look at the concept art it's mind-blowingly good and it, it the concept art not so much but the actual artwork in the game when they were moving around reminded me very much of the Alien series and HR Giga's yeah. artwork so and I'm a big fan of, of Mr. Giga so hmm bring it mm. and put and, it in and my the, eyes and, and the uh, the transportation system Ah. Yes, there was a transportation ah. system, which is a little bit spoilery, <laughs> so we'll we'll leave that out. But if you've seen it, wow, you know what we're saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Next, a Tenocon thing has uh, has been shown, um, an item that will be available from said Tenocon, and it is in fact the uh, long-awaited Clem bobblehead. Yes. Yes. And this isn't just an in-game <laughs> bobblehead. This is a real-life no, bobblehead. Yes. This is one you can take home and put on your shelf or put on uh, right next to your computer. Uh, yes, real toy or real figurine clam bobblehead. Absolutely want one. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like it to be in the Warframe shop 
please, because we're in not the, going to Tenecon this year. Yeah, unfortunately, sadly. Yeah, but gimme, yes. gimme, gimme, want, things, want, want. things that are needed, things that yeah. my life needs right now. A Clem bobblehead. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever need one of those, but now that it's been shown off, I was like, yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. need one. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so the next thing, they sort of pressured Jeff into talking about Prime trailers, and sadly, there's no Prime trailers really on the horizon. Um, People have been laughing about the Hydroid Prime trailer for two years now, um, and the reality is I don't think it's ever going to be made. Basically, they'd love to do them, they they enjoy doing them, but there's just no time to do them, But because once you start doing one, another Prime Access comes out, then you've got to... That one goes onto the back burner as well, and then they just all add up, and eventually you just can't do them. So they're still figuring out how to release law for the primes, but yeah, it's a bit sad. It is, but oh well, it's understandable. Indeed. Um, the next one, more uh, tile set reworks are in the uh, future. Uh, the next one in question will be the Corpus ships. Um, so I think they've kind of set a bit of a standard for themselves now with the, uh, Jovian Concord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good job DE for, for, uh, putting yourself in that one. Um, I can't yeah. remember the original Warframe game when it first came out all those years ago, but I'm pretty sure the Corpus, Corpus tile set was the first one. I think so. So it's about time, like it's it's probably had an a, an upheaval over time. And anyone out there that knows, let us know. But pretty sure the Corvus ship was the first one, or at least one of the first ones, or at least one of the first. Yeah, mm. interesting. So, yeah, Corpus ships will uh, ship tile sets will be in the uh, in plans for the next rework. Um, so maybe we might see some of that at Tenocon. Who yeah, knows? It, they may even make this as big as a, a big, a big of a thing as they did with uh, uh, the Jovian Concord. Who knows? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, we didn't expect the Jovian Concord to be what it is. So definitely not. Definitely not. I'm glad so, it was. Uh, so yes, things to look forward to. Exactly. But what we won't look forward to for the next five weeks is any more news on Railjack. They specifically said they didn't want to show anything off. So. Wait till Tenocon. It's only five Wait weeks away, Tenocon. and I'm sure there will be an absolutely mind-blowing demonstration. So oh, please. Oh, I am please. excited. In fact, Show I'm me. pretty <laughs> likely to take that week off work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and finally, we have cross-play. Not on the radar, but cross-progression is... Uh, very likely it will happen, but still sounds very early in the process. So this is something to possibly look forward to if you're wanting to play on multiple uh, platforms, just in not having to juggle around your uh, your your progression. Yeah, I mean it's it's been fun playing through again on different platforms, but I've gotten to a point now where I just can't be bothered. I just want to have my cool stuff on my PC and my cool stuff on my Switch and not have to think to myself. Like, I mean, Jovian Concord just came out on PC. I was so excited. I was going to go and play Disruption, and then I realized I still haven't done the Natar Quest, so I can't do it. Well, you can't even do Disruption yet. You can't even do Disruption unless you've oh. done the Natar. So. Oh. 
<sighs> that was a bit unfun. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping cross progression will come sooner rather than later. But yeah, like I put in the notes here, it sounds like they're very early in the process because they've got a lot of questions themselves about how to do it. So sad panda. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the dev stream. Um, it was a very good dev stream. Very, very good. They showed off a lot of good things. Nothing mind-blowing apart from the sentient new war stuff. Um, some great stuff on some new uh, frames. The Wukong re rework is amazing. Uh, just a really solid dev stream plus a massive bomb dropped with the, the sentient. So um, I think that'll tide us over for five weeks. But looking forward to that uh, Tenocon. Cool. Uh, sorry, sorry. just like I promised. Yeah. The Kanabo. Uh, the Kanabo literally means metal stick. It is a spiked or studded two-handed war club used in feudal Japan by the samurai. Well, there you go. There you go. And that is the weapon that they showed off with uh, good old Kirby frame. You got there. You found it. I got it. there. I found it. I, I find things. Finder. <laughs> cool. Kanabo coming to a warframe near you. Kanabo. All right, so moving right along to our beginner's topic for this week. Now, I did some modding stuff last week, and I decided that, you know what? Probably about time I give some modding tips for noobs. So all you new players out there who are looking at your weapons and thinking, shit, how do I mod these things, and why does everyone else know what they're doing and I don't? Um, I just want to give you some tips for what you should be looking at. So... Starting with Warframes, and again, these are very, very general tips. Nothing specific, because there are 36 or something Warframes in the game, and I'm not going to do that. That's what our mini-episodes are all about. Anyway, look at your Warframe. Take a good look at their abilities. And when you're looking at their abilities on the Abilities tab, when you're looking in the Arsenal, I think... Uh, yeah, when you go to Arsenal and you select your Warframe, one of the options you can look at or to change is Abilities. So go in there and check out the Abilities and you'll see the different effects that changing mods will have. So if you see the word Duration or Range or Damage or anything like that, you know what putting mods on the Warframe is going to change for that specific ability. So look at what kind of ability it is. Is it the kind of ability that you want to do damage over a great area? Is it the kind of ability that you want to be doing ongoing damage for a long period of time? Is it the kind of ability that you just want to have massive damage up front? And is the ability expensive to, to do in terms of the cost of energy? So look at those abilities, think of what you want to build for, and then you've got your four ability augment types. So you've got ability strength, you've got ability duration, you've got ability efficiency, and you've got ability range. Have I missed one? Strength, duration, efficiency. Range. Range. I think that's it. I think that's Thank it. <laughs> yeah. Four. So four you then build towards that. So, and that's, that's talking about the abilities only. Um, now you'll keep in mind, you've only got eight slots that you can put, um, mods on. So do you want to build for all of those? And if you're going to build for all of those, then you're also going to lose out on health shield armor or, or, you know, flow for increasing your, the amount of energy. So you've got to 
sort of think about what that frame is best for. Certain frames are best to build for strength. Certain frames are best to build for duration. And it takes time to learn that. And, you know, you can go to a, a website like... Um, CephalonSquared.com. You can go to CephalonSquared.com <laughs> or you can just type into Google Ash Build Warframe and you'll find builds for Ash, for example. Uh, and then you can look at the type of things people build Ash for. And there's different ways to build them depending on the type of player. Some people build him for a shitload of duration. Some people build him for strength. Some people build him for um, specific augments that he's got for his abilities. So it, it really depends on how you want to use a certain Warframe. And getting from rank 0 to rank 30 on that Warframe should teach you what you like using about the Warframe. That's really what ranks are for, to give you a feel for the Warframe. And by the time you get to 30, which is called Mastered, you've learnt their abilities, you've learnt how they work, so you know what you want to build them for. So that's for building for abilities. Building for health, strength, and shield. Go back a few episodes and look at, and listen to... Um, it was around episode... Shit. 30-something, <laughs> where we talked about health, or I talked about health, shield, and and um, armor, and which is better. Um, basically, if you can get your armor up to 300, armor is better than shield. Armor and health is almost always better than shield in every situation, except certain frames, such as Hildren, you're going to be building for shield and not armor at all. So uh, you want to look at those base numbers. Anything over 150 for armor, you really want to build for armor. Anything under 150, you want to compare against the shield. Um, it, these are just sort of quick and nasty numbers. You don't need to set them in stone. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one way of looking at it. For example, Trinity, I think she's only got 25 armor. You're not going to put an armor mod on her. If you put a 100% armor mod on her, she's only going to have 50 still. It's not worth it. So think about that. The lower the numbers are, the worse off your um, mods that you're putting on there are actually going to... They're not going to have much of an effect if the numbers aren't very effective in the first place. So that's your Warframes. The same thing applies to weapons, though. It always comes down to the numbers. If the numbers aren't great in the first place, then they're not going to be great when you put a um, mod on. And that's... The first thing I always look at when I look at a weapon are the crit chance and the status chance, because those are the numbers that are going to de decide what kind of weapon it can be built for. Lucas will say anything 15% and above is viable, and I agree with that to a degree. My personal numbers is 20%. I, if anything's less than 20%, it depends. 19% is still borderline for me. <laughs> but anything 20% and above is clearly going to be good enough for that weapon. But think about it. 20%. If you put a 100% increase on, it's still only 40%. So the numbers aren't going to be huge. That's why, really, it's got to be at that 20% before it starts to really get effective um, the more mods you put on there. Uh, so look at the crit chance, look at the status chance, see which number is higher. That will help. If they're both still under 20%, 
15% there can be viable. If it's less than 15%, it's probably just best to build it straight damage. What do I mean by straight damage? I mean the elemental mods. I mean the IPS mods. So IPS is impact, puncture, slash. So they're damage types. The elemental mods is heat, cold, electricity, and uh, toxin. They're the uh, elemental damage mods. Um, and apart from that, there's damage and multi-shot. So they're all of your straight damage mods. Put those on there if you've got shitty, shitty critical or status chance. If you've got great critical chance, build for crit. So you don't want to put any status mods on there at all. You want to use those elemental mods. You want to use the IPS mods. And you want to use uh, any mods that are going to increase your critical chance and your critical damage. The other thing is... If your critical damage number is under two times, it's probably not going to do a lot of crit damage anyway. The more crit damage mod uh, that you put on there isn't going to really increase that number to anything substantial. But once you're getting that number up over three or four times, you're going to get some damn good crit numbers. So keep that in mind. If it's uh, got a high stat number, then you want to build for status chance. And that means putting on all of the status uh, chance mods, as well as, and especially, the dual status mods. Now, these are the 60% elemental, 60% status chance mods. There's four of them, one for heat, electricity, cold, and toxin. Um, and those ones are going to increase your status chance and give you more damage all at the same time. So they're really the best for status chance um, based weapons. Some people put on more status duration, Personally, I think that's a waste of a mod slot, but status duration is also going to help you because it's going to extend that tick. What does status even mean? It basically means that you're applying damage over time. So the toxin damage is going to cause immediate damage, but if you get a damage proc, so you get a damage status effect, that's going to cause toxin damage over time. And that's the important thing to, to think about. Crit damage basically means you're going to get a huge damage multiplier if the crit procs. Status damage means that you're going to get additional damage over time plus an effect. Um, impact knocks people down, for example. Slash gives bleed over time. Uh, toxin is damage over time. Uh, radiation makes uh, enemies confused and start to attack each other. So all of these different things that have different effects that proc and different damage over time that also procs. So that's why you want to decide whether you want to build status versus crit. Which is better? It, it really depends on the weapon. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Certain weapons may also want different things. So there are some weapons that have really shitty ammo control. And you might want to build more ammo maximum into them. Or uh, you might want to use ammo mutation for them. Some weapons have a really slow and painful reload. Mostly shotguns in that case. You might want to use chilling reload for example. Which is a good... It gives you additional cold damage and additional reload speed. Um, well, it reduces your reload speed. So yeah, it depends really on the weapon. And it can really depend on your preference personal preference as well but it all comes down to looking at the numbers and seeing how the numbers change when you apply a mod um, it takes time even this me explaining this is still 
probably going to go over some of your heads, not because you're dumb, but because it's super complicated. And when it comes in practice, when you're sitting there looking at it, sometimes it still doesn't make sense until eventually it all clicks. But bottom line, look at the numbers, increase the numbers, higher numbers equals good. Anything you want to add, Lucas? Um, no. no. Yay me. Yeah, yay you. <laughs> All right, on to Lucas's advanced topic. Go. All right. Tonight, we will have a look at the combo counter mechanics uh, with a special cookie call out to our very own Wooshy from Discord, who last week suggested this as my advanced topic. So thank you, Wooshy. Very much appreciated. Okay, so the combo counter. Striking successful consecutive melee attacks will begin to stack up upon a tally that is shown just above the weapon UI in the bottom right uh, hand corner of your screen. If there is too much time between hits, then this counter is refreshed uh, at, at, and at base, this timer is three seconds long. Uh, so you really need to keep consecutive hits going as much as possible f to benefit from this. Um, there are a number of mods and in-game mechanics that can increase the refresh point, such as drifting contact and body count. Uh, and with everything added together, you can achieve a maximum of 31 seconds uh, in between each refreshing point. So that is, that's something to put into consideration. Uh, once a certain threshold of consecutive hits has been tallied, your melee weapon will receive an increase in overall damage. This includes any bonus elemental damage also. Uh, the combo counter can normally increase damage up to 8 times the weapon's base, or so is the highest that has been recorded to date. Uh, and currently in game there is only one weapon that it has greater benefits granted from the combo counter, and that is the Vanka Prime. Where all other weapons first reach a 1.5 times damage increase, the Venka Prime hits 1.75 damage uh, increase. This continues further on as the normal 8 times increase for every other weapon is kind of dwarfed by the Venka Prime uh, as it will instead receive a grand total of 11.5 times damage. Yummy. Very, very yummy. Uh, so it's a large list of numbers, and I won't go over every tier for the combo counter, just a few basic tiers and the very last tier, because that actually was quite kind of uh, amusing, in my opinion. Uh, so first off, we have five consecutive hits will reach the first tier, which will give a 1.5 times damage increase. So essentially, it's just a, a 0.5 damage increase, realistically. Uh, tier 2 is reached after 15 consecutive hits for... Two times damage. Yay! Yay! Tier 3 is at 45 consecutive hits for a 2.5 uh, times increase. Tier 4 is reached when you hit 135 consecutive strikes for three times the damage. And tier 5 is where things start to get really steep as you need 405 consecutive hits to reach 3.5 damage. Um... Now, we're just going to jump straight on ahead to tier 14, which is 8 times damage, and you need a grand total of 7,971,615 consecutive hits. Easy. I'll say that again. 7,971,615 consecutive hits. 
best of luck to all those that actually attempt this. <laughs> uh, channeling damage uh, increases uh, our, our additive with the combo counter. So if your channeling is at 1.5 times the damage, uh, the and the combo counter as is at 2.5 times the damage, you are essentially hitting for three times damage. So it just adds the 0.5 to the 2.5 to make it three times damage. Um, so keep that in mind if you're ever wanting to use channeling with the combo counter. There are some Warframe abilities that also benefit from the combo counter, most of which are the exalted melee weapons, but there are a few outside of this characteristic, such as Ash's Bladestorm and Atlas's Landslide. Uh, there are a few others, and they all kind of have their you know different ways of, of uh, affecting the combo counter, so yeah, just keep that in mind to look out for these kind of things. And finally... Thrown attacks from glaives receive no benefits from the count combo counter whatsoever. So if you think you can try and uh, increase the damage of your glaive prime through ridiculous numbers of the combo counter, you are incorrect, good sir. It cannot happen. <laughs> yes. There we go. That is combo counters. The combo well, there counter. There you go. Yeah. I did um, some quick maths. It's probably wrong. But um, if you were to attempt to get 7,900,000 consecutive <laughs> hits, I think it'd take you 92 days at one hit per second. So even if you were to get three hits per second, which, you know, I don't think there's any weapon that does attack that fast in the game, but let's say you got three hits per second still 30 days there, there is there is a there is a possibility to actually um get it done a lot quicker uh and that is through the use of the mod relentless assault for every slash proc active on an enemy it also applies to the combo counter the combo counter that's right yeah so, so yes so another little tidbit for you guys still take you could. a couple of days it, it, it would still take a ridiculously long time yeah, it's but just, uh, it's amazing. apparently it's been done so kudos to that person Wow, okay. Must have been the relentless assault. <laughs> Must have been. <laughs> yeah. Combination, I mean. All right. So, thank you, Lucas, for the combo counter, which is combo now explained counter. for those who may have been wondering what the combo counter is. Now you know. Yeah. Lots, lots, lots more damage. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It is good. It's worth doing. And there's uh, a few Riven mods that will require you to manipulate that in order to unlock your Riven. So, good yes. to know. Blood rush. Anyway, <laughs> community call out. We don't have any community call outs this week, although we have had an extremely active Discord. Uh, and Facebook's been really active recently as well. So thank you to the influx of new people there um, that are starting to comment and, and uh, be in uh, and interact with each other, I suppose. Um, yeah, big call outs to everyone on those platforms. Apart from that, the reviews update, we have a couple new updates on CastBox, actually. So we now have a total of 60 reviews across iTunes and CastBox. So thank you to everyone who has been reviewing, but it sounds like our iTunes friends have dropped off a little bit. Got to pick them up. <laughs> uh, anyway, I have a CastBox review here to read from... A gentleman named Zach Hines, or Zach Hins, I don't know, or Zach H, that'll do. 
Absolutely fantastic podcast. Very informative and funny. Must be me more than Lucas. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) The love and care for the game and their listeners emanates from Greg and Lucas. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Zach. That's a great review. Makes us feel very, very warm and (laughs) soggy inside. Oh, it's mushy, isn't it? Mushy, yeah. (laughs) Words are hard. Words are hard. Cool. All right, thanks, Zach, and thanks to everyone who has uh, given us a review. And we're still working on that uh, streamcast. Yes. Still working on the streamcast, yes. We are, we are. We've hit um, our target for coffee, so we've just got to... I was talking to Lucas about it last night. Uh, We've just got to figure out what the best option is. Solutions, yeah. his, uh, His bandwidth, so we're getting there. Yes. Slowly, slowly wins the race. So we're 10 over our target already. (laughs) Eek. Sorry, guys. We'll get there. Well, we didn't know it was a, we didn't know it was a problem until we started streaming. So that's, that's true. That's true. All right. Anyways. Cephalon question time. Cephalon question time. All right. Shall I read this one? You shall. I'll read read this one. I'll read this one. All right. So this one is, is, is actually a bit of a weird one. It's not from any one person it's actually from multiple people over a multitude of time um, and we didn't really see any point to really answering this at an earlier date so we're going to attempt it tonight and the question is what would we suggest for a Vorben rework yes (laughs) here we go (laughs) all right so from my perspective you got to look at what Vorben is He's an engineer. He's a technician. He yes. So what's he got? He's got some uh, electricity grenades. He's got some traps. He's got a matrix field thing that picks dudes up in the air. And lastly, he's got the vortex that sucks them all into a ball and does some damage to them. Actually, what is his passive even? I don't even know what his passive is actually. I'm going to look that up, actually. <laughs> yeah, so you Shit. look it up while I'm talking. Yeah. So, from, from my perspective, I think he his abilities match what he is, but he's just been outstripped by other frames over time. He just isn't good enough anymore. He doesn't do enough damage. His CC is too weak, and his abilities are a bit meh in the traps section. Personally... In my opinion, get rid of traps altogether. I don't think we need traps. I'd like turrets. I know a lot of people have suggested that, but I think it's actually a good idea. We don't have any frames that put down turrets really in the game at the moment, so uh, it'd be nice to be able to put down a turret or two or seven, um, depending on what those turrets might do. Uh, and the other thing I li- I would like is an actual grenade. I think it would be awesome if Vorben was the only character to have an actual, like a a frag grenade, something that exploded and released shrapnel in (laughs) multiple directions. Um, I would love to have that. I still like his Tesla grenade. I think that's also pretty useful. So maybe having a couple of grenades to shudder, as I say this, cycle through. Might be a couple of options, because I know I don't like uh, cycling. I've said that on um, podcasts before. Uh, I think uh, having some damage, uh, some grenades that do some actual damage would be nice. I mean, his Tesla grenades do sort of do damage, especially if you use his augment. 
Uh, but it'd be nice to have explosions. I missed that from War, uh, from Destiny. Um, hmm. His, I forgot what it's called, the Blue Matrix thing, the Bastille. Um, Bastille. I actually think that's relatively useful. It's just that it depends how you how you build it, I guess. Um, it just needs to be a better. It needs to perform better CC, and I haven't used him enough to to remember why I didn't like his Bastille. Uh, I think it needs to do some damage for one. It's an electric field. It should be electrocuting the dudes that are on there. Um, it'd be nice if it acted like a um, a, a bug zapper. So the guys that it that are in its field already get lifted up into it, but the other guys get lured into walking into it and lifted up and electrocuted. Um, I don't know. I like his vortex though. I reckon it works fine. Oh, his vortex is amazing. <laughs> exactly. What are your thoughts? Um, did you did you right, find well, his passive? I did find his passive. Uh, Vorbin deals twenty five percent extra damage to enemies that are incapacitated and unable to move, such as those affected by Bastille, Bastille. or Vortex. Okay, so my thoughts are scrap everything. <laughs> scrap, scrap everything. Okay. Um, now, there are definitely aspects that we you know uh, that he has at the moment that could be um, altered to better his kit. Um, so, for instance, I would say for the first ability... Um, Turn that into the, to you know the, the grenade idea like like Greg had um, as his first ability. Um, I would then say his second ability. Go with um, his second. You know what? Because because of what he is, he's a, he's a tech man. He's an engineer. Because of what he is, I think he needs some form of energy barrier, mm-hmm. like a barricade that he can just drop down kind of like vaults kind of possibly even that an energy bubble um you know just something he can drop down and either block shots from the enemy or gain some kind of bonus from hell how about we just mix the two together he drops down a a field where all the projectiles that get shot into it are then converted into energy for nearby um, allies that are standing behind it there you go done there's his second ability Third ability, I love his Vortex, so keep that. That's probably the only thing he should actually keep. Um, but his fourth ability. Now, I'm going to be a little bit um, difficult with his fourth ability. I that liked... sounds like you. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there, were, there were aspects to his um, grenade, his, his different set, uh, trap sets that I liked. And I think maybe if they were, if, if one particular, one in particular that I liked, and if it was utilized in a better way, then that would be fantastic. Um, I do like the idea of a turret, but I think just dropping a turret down would just be kind of boring, kind of yeah. boring. So I'm thinking a triple cast, you go over to, you know, one location first, you drop down a beacon. You go across and you drop down another beacon and it creates a sensor between these two beacons. And then you run over to your third area and you drop the turret. Any enemies that activate this 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 uh, this tripwire kind of beacon connection here will set off the turret to shoot in that direction. It's not a bad idea. That, that's that that's my idea. Anyway. It, yeah, it, it's it's something that or it, it won't it won't make him ridiculously broken. You know, you've actually got to take time to set things up. Because he's, Sub- he's a saboteur. 
He's he is yeah. a saboteur. He is. Vobon. Vobon the saboteur. Um the other thing he could have he could have is just an exalted hammer. He could even deserve that. An exalted hammer. Yeah. I just thought of that then, like an exalted Jack Jack Kusar. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Something. maybe make it look like a giant wrench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big ass wrench. Ratchet and clank. <laughs> I reckon that could work. Um, so there's just a few ideas. Um, I'm sure other people have had better ideas. Our ideas are pretty good, though. We like them. No. Yeah. <laughs> For Vorben, the, yeah, he's uh, the, he's a tricky energy. one because he used to work so well. In fact, uh, there was a time when he was one of um, a few Warframes that people would require for the old raids trials yeah. that were in the game. Yeah. He, he was, was basically run Vorben, please. Yeah. Probably not worded because that, of his that abilities, nice. Bastille. <laughs> yeah. So it's sad to see the old Vorben has fallen so far. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. We chose to go back and, and pick up something that we'd been asked several times and we didn't know how to handle <laughs> in the past, mainly because we didn't get any um, other Cephalon question time this week, or Dr. Cephalons. So uh, if you've been thinking about a question that you wanted to ask, that you'd like us to ask, there's no backlog. Send us in your question. We will we will hopefully cover it on next episode, unless we suddenly get 100 questions, in which case we probably <laughs> won't. But yeah, send it in. Get in contact with us. And how do you do so? Segway. You go Segway. to our website, website cephalonsquared.com. <laughs> Um, and you can find all of the ways to get in contact with us. You can send us an email. You can click on the contact us button. You can join our discord and post something in the podcast question time channel that we've got in there. You can go to our Facebook page, send us a question there, send us a direct message on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. All of these ways you can get in contact with us. Uh, so please reach out to us. Let us know. Say hi. We don't bite. Well, I don't. Lucas does a little, but he's very gentle these days. He's starting to learn. All <laughs> the smacks on the little. nose that I've given him. No, no. Bad Lucas. He's Grr. starting to learn. <laughs> I'm sorry. So that brings us to the end of episode 45. Five. Um, Oof. Yeah. Wow. Oof. 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 And we do have something new that we will start to be doing every episode from now on and that is to send a thank you to our patrons so these Yay! are the individuals that have joined our patreon as honorary cephalon rank uh, and that means that they get a call out on every episode and they also get their name printed at the end of the youtube videos you've probably seen that if you've watched the latest uh, weekend warframe video so let's thank our patrons we'll do one at a time all right, I'll start. First off, a thank you to Rathok. And thank you to Ricardo Aquino. I've probably mispronounced your name, Ricardo, but thank you. I apologize for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, a thank you to Lord Frizon. And thank you to Logan Neal. And finally, a thank you to Dylan Stewart Rand. Indeed. So thank you to those five individuals. We really appreciate it. Um, it is with their help and with other help that we are able to keep this machine rolling and to actually fix it and improve things uh, as we go along. So um, I'm planning on taking some photos that I'm going to share in 
mainly in Discord, of our current setup, and hopefully we'll see that as it improves over time. At the moment, you'll probably look at my current setup and laugh and think, geez, you're sitting on that shitty little table with all those cords sticking out everywhere. Uh, and yes, I am. I'll just um, wait till they see my setup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's a bit embarrassing as, as it is now, but hopefully that way you can see as we start to improve things and, and start to understand, okay, so that's where all this support is actually going. Um, so yeah, thanks to everyone. That is supporting us um and even if you're not just by listening to us that is supporting us so thank you to all of you out there listening my name is greg newbegin i am mad capsules all over the internet except for some places where i'm just mad capsules or mad capsule markets without any vowels how about you lucas i am lucas silvestri and i am silverlight all over the interwebs except for twitch where i am silver underscore light s-i-l-v-r-l-g-h-t or in that other case, throw a underscore in the middle. And yeah, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> no, <laughs> Thank I'm you Bob's so much. To- <laughs> oh, you're Bob's uncle. Okay, cool. Yes, Good, to Good to know. Good to know. Well, thank you so much to our uh, lovely community. Absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much for your ongoing support and really do um, appreciate it. And again, if you would like to get a chance to jump on our show for a um, an upcoming uh, interview over the next five weeks before Tenocon, well, we have plenty of spaces. So, so far, as of so the time far. of recording, as of the time of recording, get <laughs> it while it's hot. <laughs> Indeed. So, thank you to Yarn at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. And yes, I know I still haven't fixed his um, recording. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to get around to it. There's so much going on, but I will try to do it as soon as possible. I promise. Fingers crossed. That's not fingers crossed while I said I promise because I'm not going to do it. That's fingers crossed (laughs) because I need the luck. (laughs) And of course, this week, it's Lawcast. Don't remind me. Lawcast. God damn. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm just scared as well. Uh, traumatized. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> so we'll see you in a few short days for the Lawcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.